Hi, and welcome to Waste Takes episode 74, the Jake DeBrusque episode. We are all back remote, joined, as always, by Tucker, Dylan, and Cam. How are we, gentlemen? Living the dream. We're doing. Dylan, recording in the new studio, in the new house. Congratulations um, on your first abode away from home. That's pretty cool. Thanks. We'll have to do a live show from there. We will. Uh, winners and losers. Winner me, Mets and five. Had that last week, said that last week. Um, so there's a winner for me there. Uh, winner for point goes to the unstoppable Dylan Benham. I'm pretty sure. Let me just triple check because it still had 45 minutes last time I checked on it. And, yeah, winner, Dylan Benham with 44% of the vote for oh, – How many votes did I get? Uh, we – what were you? D, you got, I think, one. Give me one. Yeah, one. I checked out. Um, Dylan's take, that one formulated by all of us. Yes, sir. Spitballing off each other for, for five minutes about it's what a, his take was actually going to be. It's a communal I was take. Saying to Tucker, I was saying to Tucker before the show that uh, not only are you going to win Ways to Take of the Year, you're going to win. You might set the scoring record as of right now. So let me add to the point totals. That's nine for Dylan. I'm sitting second with six. He's just spreading the lead. Cam's still with four. Tucker's still with one. Maybe zero after this week. We'll find out later. But um, All right. Uh, any other winners and losers from anybody? All right. Uh, I'm a loser. Uh, Leafs lost. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. My dad wanted me to mention that that Dylan's a loser this week for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Huge loser. So when I was listening back to the episode for the takes to put in the poll, the original take was the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to win. And I was like, oh yeah, Dylan's not getting a point this week. And then we shifted to the take that ultimately won. So tough look there. Um, are the Heat eliminated, Cam? Oh yeah. Yeah, so loser for Cam, loser for us Celtics fans. They're out. Um, Partial yeah, winner for me, I guess. Sixers just just won or about to win. All right, partial winner. We'll get there. All right, uh, waste takes. Um, who wants to go first? I'll go first. I'll go. Okay. No, I'll go first. I'll go first. I'll so go I, my so my waste my waste take. <laughs> Was going so my ways to take is that... All right, all right. well, <laughs> come on now. Uh, go ahead. My ways to take was going to be uh, Danny Ainge needs to step down from the Celtics. We were going to record last night, had some problems, couldn't. That would have been take of the year material. That's what would have gone on the board for take of the year for me. Um, don't believe I made, that for a second. I don't believe it. That I was going to do? I said yesterday in chat, did I not? Say it in no. text messages? You said no. direct. No, no, no. My take was going to be Coach K retires after next year, too. Uh, Oh, dude. I said, I said, um, this may shape my take when I talk to you guys about it. My, that was going to be my take. He needs to step down. It was going to be my take. I don't care what any of you say. It was going to be my take. I made 20. I had said, I had said that because of some comments he had made about not caring about what his players think about anything, basically. But, Anyways, that point's moot now. So, obviously, big news with the Celtics today. Danny Ainge steps down. Brad Stevens moves out of the head coaching role to the GM role. I like the move. I like Brad. I think he's his time as coach has run up. But um, 
I like still having him in the organization. I think he's still a bright basketball mind. Um, and Danny was just, it was time for him to go. Uh, so the head coaching search begins for the Celtics. And I've been hearing names thrown around. I've uh, almost made my take that they're going to hire the first woman coach in NBA history. Um, I don't think that's a smart move here, just because I think that these guys aren't going to want to listen to her. If they didn't want to listen to soft Brad Stevens, they're not going to want to listen to her. There is one man for the job, and his name is Kevin Garnett. uh, The Celtics need to hire KG as the next head coach. Here's the problem. Like I've said about the NBA, everybody's too soft. The the Celtics got absolutely bounced by the Nets. I almost said something else. Absolutely bounced by the Nets. Kyrie stomped on their logo. I was at that game, by the way. Electric atmosphere. I screamed at Kyrie, let him have it. He definitely heard me. saw the guy throw the water bottle. It was electric. Um, but they dapped him up after the game and hugged him and, and they Celtics tweeted out like a handshake emoji with a picture of them hugging. Like, what are you doing? He disrespected your city. He disrespected your organization, disrespected your fan base. And you're just going to let that happen. No, you need somebody who's tough. Like KG, KG was pissed about the logo stop. He said that he was basically set, defended the kid that threw the bottle because he stopped on the logo. You need someone who comes in here. Does he have a ton of basketball knowledge? Yes and no, not from a coaching perspective, but he's a Hall of Fame player. These these players can turn into decent coaches, and all you need is a guy who can rally the troops, who can make this roster stronger, who can you know coach these guys to show some goddamn toughness and some backbone out there. I think that's a, one of the biggest problems with the Celtics is they're just baby soft. So KG is the only hire. Uh, that's the take. Tucker? Yeah, what I'm gonna say from this from the get go is this is a little soft of a take. I mean, this is this is a I really want a point right now. I think I'm falling behind the points take, which is okay. But I mean, of course, everyone wants KG as the coach. I mean, KG was such a charismatic player. He's a tough guy. He came out outwardly and spoke about the game and said like, "Screw you, Kyrie," and how can you not like him? Like. His basketball, I don't know where he uh, sits in terms of basketball IQ and being able to coach a team, but I can tell you that they'd be the most motivated team in the NBA. Would they be the most strategic? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. But they would definitely be more motivated, and they definitely wouldn't take shit from no one, which I would love to see. So... You're right. This is a pander pick. It, it's not intentional pander pick, though. Like, I, as soon as I heard that the head coaching spot was open, I thought KG. He's my favorite player of all time. Like, still. Like, favorite player of all time. Favorite Celtic of all time. Um, so, yes, it's a pander pick. It's not an intentional pander pick. Uh, Dill, will they toughen up under KG? You know, I don't hate it because KG's an insane person. So, you know, getting a guy who would light a fire under... The players, maybe, just because he's an absolute psycho. Um, whether it brings the team together, be like, this guy's kind of nuts, and then they kind of just have fun with it, that might even be better than soft Brad Stevens at the helm. Um, I, I don't think this is a, this is going to happen at all. Um, I thought you were going to say the truth. That you're going to say Paul Pierce come in. Um, you know, he, he'll have the, the dancers on the, in the corner of the the <laughs> shaking that ass. corner of the uh, court, you know, doing their thing. They might distract some players, so that might not not be the best idea. But uh, KG, though, like I just remember him just bashing his head up against the 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 
padding in front of the uh, oh, hoop yeah. before dancing. every single game. Um, he, I mean, he's a crazy person. So that might be just what this team needs to whip him up into shape. I just want I, I like just start yelling at the guys, like just start screaming at them. I mean, it may like that might do do the trick. So I don't hate the pick. I don't think it's a pander because there's no way this happens. I, I don't think it's going to happen either. I think they're going to go with someone with coaching experience. Okay. Uh, Cam, you can respond, and then I believe you have a Celtics takes as well. So respond, and then you can go straight into your take. All right. So I'll respond first with the fact that you are just hyping up this quote-unquote charismatic, my favorite player of all time, Kevin Garnett, who act like such a, such a victim when Kyrie stomped on the, the logo. Does no one remember when he called Charlie Villanueva a cancer patient? <laughs> That's funny, though. <laughs> he has an autoimmune skin disease. That's kind of funny, though. Him, he looked like a cancer patient. And I just, I mean, uh, that's not, could never be my favorite player. Um, but anyway, I think, I, I don't think it's going to happen. However, I think they will get somebody, maybe like a, a local fan favorite, uh, somebody like that for this year. However, the 2023 Boston Celtics coach could only be one guy. He has a very good relationship with Jason Tatum. Oh, God. He just happened to be leaving his job uh, <laughs> in the next coming years. And I think once he does leave that job, he's going to find a new opening up in Boston, about 12, 13 hours north. And Coach K is going to go to Boston become the new Oh, my coach. God. Oh, let's go. I, I like it. I like it. See, that's where you got to go with that, right? Now I'll hop in right here because at, at the end of my little spiel with Trey, I literally just said Coach K. So I'm on board. Um, he's old. He's kind of washed up. Nobody really likes him. He will fit well in Boston. I think he is too old to coach anymore. I think he's done. He already quits on seasons when he gets, you know, when his team starts losing, he fakes a back injury. First coach to ever really do that, fake injuries, get out of seasons. Um, but, you know, he's a great basketball mind. And if he came to Boston, I would be pumped. I think that'd be a great hire. I don't think it's going to happen because I think he is just a million years old now and he's probably done with basketball. Now, now, now hear me out, Trey, though. How much coaching is there actually going on in NBA basketball? Not not that much. Not much. No, no doesn't have to worry about recruiting what? anymore. Brad Stevens is a young mind GM that knows the team better than anyone. He can just go out there and you know tell everybody what to do. And he's best friends with Jason Tatum. I think it'd be a great hire. And now and then when a team is playing real poorly at the beginning of the year, what does Coach K do? Fakes an injury. That's probably good for the team. Get him a better pick. I think this is a great idea. Uh, I have some breaking news quickly. Um, I'm kind of regretting my take, so I just opened up Twitter, and 30 minutes ago, Kevin Garnett put up an Instagram story that said, no, hell nah, I've been, I'd, I'd be hired and fired all in the same week. Couldn't coach-ish. I know my strength, my knowledge, I'm passionate and skilled. You need a great deal of patience to coach in the league. To call the coaches out there that put up with so effing much, 
but it's a no. Stop asking. <laughs> so, tough take for me, but uh, hey, hey, on the polls Trey. doesn't listen to the show. So oh, the quickest L anyone has ever taken. <laughs> Tucker, uh, Coach K? <clears throat> um, no, no thanks. Wouldn't want him. Would kick him out of town. Would You're boo a him. Hater, though. I would boo Coach K if he became – he's just like – Wow, what's he going to do when he can't just pay everyone $10 million to uh, <laughs> join the team? Yeah, when like when like everyone gets paid, it's a lot harder to recruit, isn't it, Coach K? No, I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. Like This guy just bought his teams in the league where no one could buy their teams. So, yeah, all of his players are more talented. And what do you know? He won some championships. And when they were bad, he just like, Oh, can't coach this year. Sorry, guys. Have fun. No thanks. Don't want that guy as my head coach. Couldn't be me. So, why do you like Duke players but not the Duke coach? Why do I like Duke players? With, like, uh, like Jason Tatum. Yeah, because, number one, they transcend the program once they leave. Coach K is just Duke. <laughs> he lives and dies by Duke. These guys went to Duke for one year. It was just a stepping stone, and they got a ton of money to go there, so why wouldn't you? It's like if I was in their shoes and I had Coach K at my door with a big duffel bag being like, hey, why don't you buy your family a house, I'd probably be like, you know what, maybe I'll go with Coach K. Is he a terrible head coach and should be – I don't even think he should go to the College Basketball Hall of Fame after all the shit that comes out and comes out. But um, might already be in the Hall of Fame, actually. I don't care. I don't care. Take him out for being a cheater. I got one name before uh, we switch topics. Rick Pitino. Bring him back. Big Rick. Also, no. Also, Big old no. bust, bust hey. down the leg in 15 seconds, Rick Pitino. <laughs> Get him back here. All right. Uh, Dill, wait to take. All right. Um, so, who's your favorite announcer? Sports announcer. Joe Buck. Joe Buck. Chris Collinsworth. Chris Collinsworth. Tony Romo. Tony Romo, okay. I'm going to go with Tucker here on Joe Buck. Joe Buck's terrible at announcing, in my opinion, I but I love when he does the games. There, there, I don't know. There's something about Joe Buck's voice. It's weird. It's calming at the same time. He talks too much. Like, I don't That's know. That's Jim Nance, I he, just realized. He, like... He's too boring. Jim Nance is boring. Well, I think Joe uh, Buck is boring. He's boring as hell. He explains the game at such a mundane, monotone voice that I'm just like, dude, I know what a ground ball is, all right? Let's get on. So, what a perfect candidate, perfect candidate, to host the most infamous game show of all time, Jeopardy. Joe B- oh, I like that. Joe Buck is auditioning to be a Jeopardy host. He's going to guest star some point. I think he's going to win. He's old. He's got... White hair, kinda. Not really. It's gonna be white, though. He could just dye it white. Cause, you know, old people love that monotone voice. He's gonna put the old timers right to sleep. He speaks eloquently enough to speak those big words. And he's gonna be a great host. I don't understand how he could be a bad host. I mean, sports for him is too high intensity. Like, he needs to do some of the laid back. I think you'll be great. So Joe Buck is going to host Jeopardy. He's going to win the role. He's going to go out. No more baseball. I can't. I don't want it, although I like it kind of. I don't want it anymore. Put him on Jeopardy. Uh, Joe, I love that. It was 
No, I don't, because I already know who's going to be the next host of Jeopardy. It's not going to be Joe Buck. A-Rod. No. No. Ken Jennings. Ken Jennings was recently the host of Jeopardy. No, it's not confirmed, but he had the highest viewers out of anyone. And what's Ken Jennings going to do if his life's not Jeopardy? Nothing. All Ken Jennings has is Jeopardy, Joe Buck, and all the other people have all these other options. So Ken Jennings is taking this job if it's offered to him. And he got the highest views of anyone that's hosted. Everyone wants him to be the host because he's like the Jeopardy legend. He's going to be the host. I'm sorry, Dale. I like your take, but it's just not going to happen. Ken Jennings. Okay, I love this take, Dale. I think this is a perfect person to host Jeopardy. A uh, couple things on Joe Buck. Hated him. Hated him. Hated him. Then I heard him in interviews, part of my take, and now I love him. Second thing on him, almost died from getting too many hair plugs. Did everybody know that? Yeah. Got too many hair Addicted to hair plugs, almost died. And third thing, Cam, uh, Chris Collinsworth, my favorite... Uh, Announcer, you're an impression guy. Can you hit me with like a Chris Collinsworth impression, real quick? Uh, give me some. Um, like Here's a, a guy. Some dialogue. Just talk about Mac Jones' first game for New England. Like he just came into the game. Here's a guy. Touchdown, first play. No, no, no. Here's a guy. No, I can't. <laughs> this is bad. It's bad. It's bad. Now nah, here's a yeah I can't do it either. Um, okay yeah no Dylan I love this take I think Joe Buck will be perfect for it. Um, I tend to agree with Tucker. Jeopardy people want to watch Jeopardy stars. They don't want to watch Aaron Rodgers or Joe Buck sports stars. They want to watch um, guys that they watched uh, dominate the game. Uh, Ken Jennings pretty charismatic guy I'd say, but I'd be off. I'd rather have Joe Buck or Aaron Rodgers and Ken Jennings just so I can kind of connect the two worlds. But uh, love Joe Buck, big fan. Um, definitely top three on my list of announcers. I, I disagree, though, that the fact that he's boring. I think when he gets into a call, like he yeah, no, I think he's boring at all. He called Super Bowl 51. I thought he did an excellent job calling that game. I don't know. Um, it's so, a, I think it's just baseball. I think it's postseason baseball. It might just be baseball. It could, it, it'll be like the ninth inning, 2-2, two, two, bases loaded, two outs, and I'm like, dude, you're putting me to sleep. That might be true. That might be true. But he's a jack of all trades. He can call any sport, and uh, I'd love to see him in Jeopardy. Cam? No, he's getting too much money. He wouldn't leave. I think he's going to get more money. I think he'll do it on top of it. You only got to call one game a week. That's true. He could probably do that because they they uh, yeah, that's true. they do all the shows on the weekend. Yeah, so he calls, he calls the Sunday night football game. He calls the you know he has to call he has to come into the the box for a few playoff games, you know, and for baseball, and then he's doing Jeopardy. I like it. Any response, Any response Cam? Um, no, I mean, I, I, Joe Buck's getting older, and I think he's got too much on his plate, and there's really, I mean, he, he just makes enough money doing what he's doing. I don't think he needs to do that. All right. Tucker, ways to take. Yeah, so I got a basketball-related take, specifically the New York Knicks. Um, and even more specifically, a guy we all know, a guy that's supposedly becoming a superstar of the NBA, Julius Randle. Julius Randle is the most overrated player in the NBA right now. I'm sorry, but the Knicks aren't good. 
Like, they're coached by Tom Thibodeau, who, like, believes that winning as many regular season games as possible is the most important thing to building a championship team. So, yes, they're going to have good performances in the regular season. They're getting their ass kicked by the Hawks. Like, not a great team. The Hawks. And, like, it hasn't been close. I mean, this is just a team that just doesn't have that much talent. And Julius Randle's a good player. Not great. Not comeback player of the year because he didn't really get that much better. He was averaging 21 points per game last year. He's averaging 24 this year. It just so happens he has 24 points on the New York Knicks, which is like the hub. So like anything that happens for the New York Knicks is now the biggest news in the world. So the fact that they're the four seed, of course that player is now like a transcendent superstar. He's not ranked top 30 in PER. Like he's not that good of a player, but everyone's treating him like he's a top 10 player or that he's in like the future of the NBA just because he's a New York Knicks. Screw the Knicks uh, and screw Julius Randle. Thank you. So he's been in the league for a while. So I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand the like he's he's got next thing. I have not watched him play a second of basketball since he was what was he on the Lakers? He used to be on the Lakers, right? Yeah. I don't think I've watched him since he was on the Lakers, um, so I don't really don't know anything. I do think that if you play for a city like you know, if you play for a team like the Knicks or the Celtics or the Lakers, you know, one of those OG teams that goes all the way back to like being like the pillars of basketball, you you automatically get rep, especially if you play well. Like like I said, this whole like people disagree with me. I don't think Jalen Tatum, Jason Tatum's a superstar yet. I think he's well on the way, especially the way he played in the playoffs, basically alone. Um, but I think that you get a little more rep than you do if you're say on a team like the Hawks. Um, I just watched a video of Trey Young hitting a three and bowing in front of the Madison Square Garden uh, crowd, just being the ultimate villain. I kind of love to see it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I guess I agree, Tucker. I don't know enough about teams outside of the Celtics to say, uh, if he's the most overrated, I can't think of any others. Maybe, uh, the ball kid, LaMelo, he seems like he's been hyped up a lot. Um, but yeah, I'd say, I say agree. I think he is the most overrated, uh, Cam. So I haven't watched him either. Well, I've watched a couple pieces of like his highlights and a couple little bit of the Knicks games, but I don't see the hype either. Um, everyone was hyping him up so much and saying that he should be in the MVP conversation. I did the same thing. I went right to the stats and I said, Oh, he's done this already a little bit worse. And now he's just the best player on his team. So he's, shining and I mean he's going to win the most improved player but like how he much did he improve did really? and he but, didn't improve much he did win it already and he didn't improve that much he just went from a better team to a worse team right I mean good for you I guess you can take credit for leading the Knicks to the fourth seed and getting beaten four to one by the Hawks good so I, yeah I, I don't buy the Julius Randle hype either in your 11th season and you you know, I don't know. Is it 11 seasons? Something like that. No, that's too much. That's too much. It's like seven, maybe? Six? Yeah. But six to seven, I'd say. I mean, honestly, never heard of him before this year, so I guess that's one thing that, that came out of this far. He's, he's got a lot of face. He's going to get paid. 
probably going to blow it next year. So, that's yeah, drafted in 2014. Uh, Dill, uh, Tucker, you started this takeoff by we all know who he is. Dylan, do you know who this is? Yeah, so so man. to start off, how how is he overrated if I've literally never heard of him? And he's played in the league for 10 years. <laughs> it's just this year. He just won most improved player, and the Knicks are in the playoffs, so people are, like, hyping him up. I mean, that's that doesn't seem like uh, – um, that doesn't seem like overrated to me. A guy can have a good year. <laughs> He's well, like, to Tucker's Tuck. point, he said people are like people are saying like he's the next big thing in the NBA. Okay, well, and like he, people are saying like does he deserve MVP votes and shit like that, where it's just like blatantly untrue. All right, well, I can get behind that, but when I think of overrated, I think like like consistently over many years, somebody's considered very good, and maybe they win an MVP or something. You're like, you know what? He's really just not that good, and I know. I'm just I'm, I can't disagree or agree really with you, Take Tucks. I don't really know anything about it. But one name that comes to mind when I think overrated in terms of the NBA is James Harden. I never really no. thought he was very good, to be honest with you. He's very so good. I just watched James so Harden good. in person, and it was unbelievable. But I hate him. I just so don't hate him. I hate him. Well, He's also a massive vagina. Because every time he, do, anytime anything happens on the court, he, it's palms up. It's what, where's my call or what did I do? He he will drive to the lane. He will score. He will turn around and go, what did I or where's my call? He will get a foul. What did I do? He will just flop around on the ground. Where's my foul? He's a bum. I hate it. But he's the, not overrated. The, well, at all. the thing is, no, to, not overrated. the thing is to no. me is that, like, yeah, he's got skill. He's also never won. He played in Houston, and he put up, like, 40 points a game and shot the ball 100 times. And, like, stats like that, you know, all those years to me are like, yeah, he's good, but that's not – it's not comparable to guys that are, you know, dogging it out in, you know, good battles where they have a great team around them and they play together. Like, I I just – all those years of him, you know – putting up 80 shots a game like i kind of consider those i don't want to consider them washes but i think people hype him up more than probably is worth because of those years where he was you know so good and he won a couple mvps or whatnot i don't know that's just me all right uh all right Uh, i think that's all we got on that uh let's talk let's start nhl because it's been a lot of nba talk I don't want to go too much into the Bruins. I mean, they had a solid win their first game, possibly with a hat trick. Um, and then they lost a heartbreaker the other night on a terrible pass. It's just a bad bounce, got unlucky, whatever. Um, I want to talk more about the Maple Leafs. Now, Dylan was all on the Maple Leafs wagon, and this team, Maple Leafs, uh, Maple Leafs, they might be the biggest choke artist in sports history. Every year, they are touted as one of the best teams in the NHL, and then they get bounced in the first round every year. The Bruins have done it to them several times. Everybody knows about the, the epic comeback that happened in, what, 2013? Um, and then a couple of years ago, Bruins did it to them. A couple of years before that, they did it to them. They lost. Who did they lose to last year? The Blue Jackets in the first round? Or two years ago, the Blue Jackets? In the first, I don't remember. All I know is... For 
for this team that is always like at the top of the list of NHL teams to be bounced again, it's embarrassing. They got to change something up. I find it hysterical because I don't like them. Um, but it's just unbelievable to me. Uh, Dill, your thoughts on the Leafs and their early exit? I mean, they had, what did they, they were up? Were they up three one or two two one? And then they, they blew all their games. Three one. Three one. That's that's embarrassing. So. I don't know what it is. I mean, they burned through a few coaches as well. Um, I think it's kind of it's kind of like a situation potentially with the Celtics, right? You have guys on your team that are good, um, potential superstar status coming up the ranks, but they just when it come when push comes to shove and you got to perform, it's just not there in the playoffs. Um, they have you know one guy in Austin Matthews, he's top guy in the league potentially top one and number one in the league this year um he had no goals in the whole series uh there was a few the few other guys on their roster who are their top tier guys i think they combined for like two points in the, in like the whole series so like you know it's hard to do that and play play playoff hockey and win games when your top guys your supposed superstars just aren't performing um and I think it's safe to say they have a curse. Like, they've oh yeah, big time. They haven't won a playoff series since like 1997 or something stupid like that. Um, they've been it's seven times in a row they've been bounced in the first round. So, uh, this was their year to do it, coming out of a relatively weak Canadian division. Uh, I really thought they had a chance to go all the way. It's kind of crazy that they're not. So they have exactly 13 Stanley Cup wins, so big time curse. Uh, Dill, just quickly thoughts on the on the uh, Bruins and so far against the Islanders. I think they played significantly better than the Islanders in both games. Um, tough bounce uh, at the end of the second one, obviously. Um, I think state of play, they've done better uh, in basically all areas of the game. Um, the Islanders really haven't generated much offense. Uh, it's been, it's been at least the second, the second game, there was a penalty here or there that could have gone, maybe not a penalty. They ended up scoring. Then there was like a fluke bounce. Then there was another fluke bounce. I'm really not too worried. Um, I think it's a favorable matchup for the, for the Bruins. It'll be exciting to watch and watch them probably play well. So I'm excited for the upcoming games, although I can't watch Thursday. Tomorrow, unless my game gets canceled. So, uh, Tucker, do you know anything about the Leafs? Do you have anything on the Leafs? Um, and yeah, they're just hilariously bad. Like they're just hilarious choke artists. I mean, weren't they? I mean, do you just expect that at this point if you're a Leafs fan? I'm genuinely curious. Like, I know that their teams are expected to be one of the best teams in the league, but like, you go into the first series of the playoffs confident if you're the Leafs. I feel like you can't at that point. Like, it's just like, no matter how high the expectations are, just knowing the past, I feel like I wouldn't be able to feel good about any series. So, the Leafs have, have lost, I think, four consecutive first rounds. That's how bad it is. Yeah. Um, also, breaking news, my sister caught a home run ball off uh, Ryan Mountcastle of the Orioles. Oh, yeah. Dinger, she caught it. That's pretty um, good. Did she catch it? 
or she got it. She has the ball. The she sent me a picture of the ball. Yeah, she pick it up off the guy. She catch it out of the air. I was told I caught a ball from Ryan Mountcastle. There's no shot she caught it. No way she caught it. Especially I need to see that home run right. Linnea's <laughs> off in the corner shaking her head. There's no way. There's no chance. Um, Tucker Bruins quickly. Anything on them? Yeah, I mean, I think they're playing well. Even when they lost, it felt like they outplayed them. I mean, they're out shooting them. It seemed like maybe maybe it was actually close to even, but Puka didn't have a great game. Yeah, so, yeah, I think that it's coming down to goalie play. I mean, my dad's a big goalie guy, and I watched it with him, and he was like raving about the other team's goalie. These rookie goalies. Well, Tucker, and I wa- Tucker and Dylan and I watched the first game of the series at the locker room in Lee. The night the bars opened, it was an electric atmosphere. Now, I don't actually think Tuka played that bad. Again, it was some fluke fluke goals. I mean, he could have had one. One went off a skate on a crazy redirect. Another one was just a, like a goofy bounce around the net. And then uh, I don't remember... Don't remember the third goal, um, but and then the fourth one was just that breakaway guy made a good shot. So like I, I can't really oh. be upset with with Tuca at all, um, and I, I think the curse potentially could be the Tuca Rask curse because uh, they traded him right. Uh, yeah, the Leafs um, traded Rask. You know they drafted him, they traded him, and as long as Tuca's in the league, I think the Leafs are not good. Cam, you've requested to be skipped on this topic, but based on the information you've heard, uh, are the Leafs cursed? Leafs cursed. Don't like Leafs. Leafs always fall. That's a fact. Every That's year. It. Right yeah, around. Somebody had a somebody had a call that said, uh, "I hear the, the Leafs fall in the spring." Jeez. Well, well. Um, also, also, also. They got, I mean, what a fraud organization for being the Leafs and not the Leaves also. That's what I was about to say. Maybe they need to change to the Leaves and then they might win. <laughs> they always leave the playoffs early. Hey, right. there it is. Enough Leaf funds. What do we got? Basketball. Uh, basketball. Um, uh, wait, no, I just want to bring something up. Your sister 100% did not catch that ball. I just watched the home run. <laughs> like, it didn't It didn't even land. It landed in an area where no one was even sitting. Well, she got it. She got the ball. Okay. I confirmed that Kate did not catch the ball, but she made she it. She was trying to find her in the video. I, she's a fraud. But the thing is, I've never gotten a ball at a game, so she's a Oh, my God. Wait, is she, in a red uni- is she in a red jersey? I don't know. Because if she's the girl in the red jersey in this video, she 100% turned her back and ducked That's when the ball her. was coming in that direction. The That's three guys her. all stood up and went for it, and she turned her head and ducked. So the That's three gentlemen her. gave Kate a ball at the game, right? <laughs> <laughs> she just she said, I caught a home run ball. I don't know what to tell you. Um, okay. Uh, basketball. Um I went to the Celtics game, game four. Um, they lost handily. Uh, I The place was loud. People don't like Kyrie Irving. I told him he was a bad person to his face. I told Kevin Durant he was balding and a baby back bitch to his face. And I told Harden I don't like him to his face. It was electric. Um, but obviously Celtics bounced. Um, looks like the Knicks are donezo. 
Uh, I want to talk about Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns absolutely putting it to LeBron. LeBron left the game early last night um, at halftime because he had to get ready for the next half, not because he's an absolute coward. Um, but the NBA's taking shape. Sixers are moving on. I, you said that right, Cam. Sixers are moving on. Yes, they are. They won. Sixers are moving on. Cam's taking tax. Uh, just overall thoughts from the NBA uh, this past week. Talk. Uh, yeah, so a lot to go over. Uh, are we going to go over the um, throwing of items later, or do we want to go over that right now? Are we, we can talk about it. So let me – I just want to talk about the Kyrie thing. So Kyrie comes out and says Boston's racist, essentially. And here's the problem. So I think – do I think that Boston has people that are racist? Absolutely. Do I think Boston is perhaps more racist than a lot of cities in the United States? I think I do. I think it's because it's a predominantly white city, and there's a lot of resentment from the from the 70s and 80s um, that has carried over into today. Do I think that Kyrie Irving was actually trying to draw attention to the actual problem in Boston? No. He was trying to cover his own ass, so when he got booed, he could come out and say that it was racist. And when some asshole idiot kid like the guy other night throws a bottle at him, he can say, you treat me like a zoo animal. The guy shouldn't have thrown the bottle, 100%. Like, I was in the front row screaming everything in the book outside of racial slurs <laughs> at Kyrie Irving. That's all that you need to do. You just got to yell at him. He's, You know he's a person. He could take the yelling. Don't throw stuff at him. Um, he's just – I can't stand this guy. I think he's an absolute coward. I think that he's trying to use a very real issue in Boston – um, as a crutch to get by in the series, I think Jalen Brown said it best. He said after the game, mm-hmm. after you know, after Kyrie's comments, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, it needs to be addressed, but I don't like the way it was addressed. I think he should have gone after Kyrie more. He ended up backing up and saying, "I'm not saying that, that this is what Kyrie's doing, but I don't like using it as a cover for a playoff game." Um, but I just think it's ridiculous what he was trying to do. I understand, you know, the, the stuff about the racism in Boston. Uh, Danny Ainge saying that he's never heard it. I think that's bullshit considering Bill Russell has said he's heard it. His own player, Marcus Smart, uh, published a story two years ago about how he heard it outside of the stadium. Um, so it's it's a real thing, but he's just trying to use it to cover his ass. And, you know, I can't stand the guy. He's a race-baiting piece of shit. I'm ready to say that publicly. Uh, he's a, I hate him. I absolutely hate him. Would not cry if he shattered his leg and never played a second of basketball again. Um, but Tucker, go ahead. Anything from the NBA um, and that stuff? Anything you got? So yeah, couple of couple of things. Uh, the first one's about Kyrie specifically. I mean, he was baiting this shit all day. I mean, with the pregame comments, just following the whole city races, he was clearly like trying to set a precedent for this type of shit. Uh, and then number two, when he stomped on the logo, I thought was one of the, like, super disrespectful of the city. He did when no one was around. It was kind of just bullshit. And so, um, I just don't buy that at all. And then, yeah, someone threw it. In a stadium of 17,000 fans, you believe one drunk 21-year-old threw something at him? Yeah, I can. I mean, it's, it's wrong. I don't condone it. It's a terrible thing to do. Like, there's plenty of, again, just like Terry said, there's plenty of things you can say to it. Just say shitty things to him. Don't do that. But, I mean, he was pushing, like, this narrative of the villain the entire time. And then he's like, wow, how could this happen to me? Um, 
And then I want to also talk about the Lakers. Defend, there's my defend LeBron moment right now. What the hell is he supposed to do? So, Andy Davis is out for the game. His number two is out. Dennis Schroeder, who's a supposedly their third guy, was 0 for 9 from the field, zero total points. Your number three went over. Like, awful. Contavious Cowboy Pope, their four, supposedly, out after the first quarter. Got injured after the first quarter and never played again. So, like, he had no one. Is Kuzma I mean, still on that team? Yeah, Kuzma's on the team. Is he just bad or what? You know, he's not good at basketball. That's the problem. Oh, okay. Alright. I thought he was, like, good or something. Uh, but, I mean, <clears throat> what I will say LeBron isn't doing anymore is driving like he used to. No free throw attempts that entire game. He's kind of playing soft, which I don't like. But, I mean, he's playing well. He was 6 for 10 from 3 in that game. Like, you can't really put that game on LeBron. I don't like that he left early. I don't like a lot of things he did. But in terms of, like, LeBron not having it anymore, what the hell are you supposed to do when you're the only one doing anything on the entire team? If you're the GOAT, aren't you supposed to take over in situations like that and boil your team to victory? Uh, Yeah, it's just hard when everyone else around you is, like, throwing, basically. I mean... Like, here's the thing, like, everyone's like, if Jordan's the go, wow, yeah, he never won without Dennis, that, without Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen, people don't talk about him enough. He was the number two player in the NBA for a long time. Like, that's like if Kevin Durant was also on the Lakers with LeBron. And Kevin Durant never got injured and had a killer work ethic and was committed to being a number two. That's the guy Pippen was. He was the best number two of all time. LeBron has never had that number two guy that's been like a... I mean, he had Dwayne Wade on the back end of his career where he struggled even towards the end of their time together. He had Kyrie Irving, who was a mental midget. He had AD, who he won a championship with. AD's a great player, and when he's healthy and feeling himself, he's one of the best players in the league. No doubt. And when they play like that, they are one of the best, if not the best team in the league. So it's just one of those things where, like, yes, LeBron is trying and doing as much as he can. But in this new era of super teams, it is almost impossible to do it alone. Like, you can say, like, if he was the GOAT, he'd do it alone. But, like, not when every team's got a litany of superstars on right, well, nowadays. Well, I'll hop in here because if he's number one, why don't other p- players want to come and play with him and be his number two? They do. They do. But they it, do. it never works they out. They do all the time. It doesn't work it out. Worked, it worked out. out. He won a championship last year. Won a championship literally last year. Yeah, I have to be with Tucker on this one. <laughs> I, don't, I, I just I just always remember guys going there and being like, it's tough to play with him. Like, you, it should not be tough to play with him. It's, it, and I, it's absolutely tough to play. Pete, do you think no one thought it was tough to play with Michael Jordan? I would not have. No. I like but That would have been the easiest. That would have been the. Dance. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah, they're all. Like, well, those. When you're like. Those people stuck. Those are different standards. Those people are stuck up too. Like. It's unbelievable to me. How could you ever be on a team with somebody that good and be upset? It's un- It's like ridiculous to me. I mean, it's a different standard of play. It's a whole different style than what you're used to. I mean, so it's a different standard. You're working harder. It's tough. Like it's not. It's not easy to play with someone that's that talented and holds that is, to the same 
that these late. That is that is a that is so that is such a terrible guy, take. It's not guy even I funny. Can think of that didn't want to play with LeBron was Kyrie, right? And he's just an yeah. absolute basket case. And nuts. like, and I thought, and I thought back then, I was like, yeah, that's on LeBron. Like, Kyrie's this great player. You got to give him his shot. But now, 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 when you have the hindsight of like seeing the last ten years of Kyrie, you're like, oh wow, LeBron made that guy not look crazy for five years. Uh, Cam. Jump in. What you got? This is very fitting because I – so I – LeBron really – I've always on this podcast that he's a GOAT and he's – Not last week. He's so he's, – he's just – he's gone soft and he doesn't have it anymore and he just doesn't play the style of basketball that, that is like respectable. So I watched the last dance – Yesterday, I watched the beginning of it, finished it today, and Jordan's a go. Not close. Thank you. I don't think it's close. Um, just, yeah, just watching that was, was kind of insane. Wow. Um, wait, wait. After watching the uh, documentary directed by Michael Jordan? Yeah, I watched the LeBron one coming out, too. And I'll probably have the same thing to say. I've watched LeBron his whole career arc. More than a game. Anyway. The, the reason is primarily because of, of just the way that LeBron plays and the just the, like, not that he's not competitive because he is, and I actually don't think, I think it's kind of hard to compare them, and it's because LeBron plays kind of every position, whereas Jordan always had a big man underneath, and he had a shooter always, whether it was Kerr, Paxson, and then he had Pippen. So it is hard to compare them but like at the end of the day LeBron just is not doing it for me anymore I've, I, I can't really I can't even watch him anymore in year 18 and, in year 18 he's not doing it for you anymore so he's not to go I, I yes. just I just I just you wish know what it's, been was like, doing it's, in been year it's been like this but shouldn't shouldn't you be the veteran to just like overpower everyone yes. rather than yes. when Chris Paul like elbows you the shortest guy in the field who elbows you you gotta jump backwards oh I don't deny face. that he's dramatic but like uh, holding a game like he's not good that isn't worthy of of him being the the, the GOAT and um, anyway this is a Suns podcast I hope I want the Suns to win I would so love the Suns to win I need I Chris Paul to get a ring he needs one Suns out, guns no, out. No, I'd never want Chris Paul to get a ring. I kind of don't like Chris Paul. But before we move on, I just want to get Cam and Dylan's thoughts on the Kyrie stuff. So, Dylan, go ahead. Okay. Uh, Kyrie, um, I'm not really into the whole drama of the whole thing. I, I, I know it was sour leaving Boston. I know he was, like, complaining about the city and all that stuff. So, um and like you guys said, you know, you probably shouldn't throw water bottles at the guy. But the fact that that guy got assault with a dangerous weapon or something is also ridiculous. Is also yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, kind of uh, the a quarter filled water bottle. Yeah, like really. Um, that didn't even hit him. It's the funniest part. Yeah, like all this is about a water bottle that missed Kyrie Irving. And it, it just it just goes to show the the. The idea of victimhood, you know, and he's taking the victim just like LeBron takes the victim. It's the whole same reason why I just don't like these like these guys, you know, and I, I like the same reason why LeBron couldn't just go out and, you know, I like maybe it was a tactical decision to save himself. 
but you have more respect for the guy if he went out there and tried to ball out and at the end of the day he was just like you know we didn't have it in there i gave it my best but we just didn't have it in like I, like why don't you just do that it's like you, <laughs> i mean he doesn't it's have not like the celtics treated him poorly too they traded for him they were willing to re-sign him they paid him like it was it was just because the, the city soured on him for quitting in that buck series yeah it's 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 the same it's just i'll say it again it's just the same victimhood and i just i'm out on it it's the same reason why cam's probably out on lebron it's it's just all right guy figure it out like i don't really care anymore about your drama just play the game cam Kyrie. yeah let me real quick i'll give i'll give lebron this um it's obviously a different nba the nba has changed they've literally the super team thing is because of lebron like people, and it's kind of the, the Celtics. They want to be LeBron. I would, I would say they want to beat LeBron. Basically, you want to beat. The <laughs> yeah, best that's player. why. That's why. They right. Exactly. That. Exactly. Exactly. He didn't start the super team thing. He, people wanted to beat him, so they started. Anyway, so he, he, I guess you can't really take that away from him. And the NBA as a whole has changed, where it just that's just the way you play now, where you're flopping all over the place. Whatever. So I, I, I guess I can't really take that away from him. Anyway, Kyrie. Um, I always love to in the group chat <laughs> just gets you guys so mad. Um, but I was a big Celtics fan this weekend when they won. I was, I was hyped about it. I hate Kyrie as well. I don't like the super team thing and, um, an underdog guy. So I was rooting for the Celtics, but, um, yeah, the Kyrie in general, the stopping on the logo was like, yeah, I didn't whatever. touch on the, on the logo thing, but. That is just like the ultimate petty disrespect. That's just like, dude, really? Like, yeah, it's, just go, it's like, petty. It, I, I it, almost think it would have been better if he made a bigger deal out of it. Not better, but like he was just. Yeah, like, he kind of like, tried like, to cover it up to be a yeah, sneaky, like sneaky Randy, Ma- Randy Moss uh, going Wiping back. Wiping his and, ass. <laughs> yeah, on the low, Cowboys logo or whatever he did, or uh, Baker Mayfield throwing the 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 sword and the Ohio State logo, like, dude, make it big if you're going to do it. Come on now. Yeah, he's, he's a, he a loser. He has proved to me that he is an absolute coward and that he can't win by himself. He left Cleveland for Boston to win with a supporting cast of characters that weren't superstars, found out it was too hard, and then created a super team. Well, I'm done on but, uh, he's, Bucks are white, Bucks are white. the difference between why I think, like, Terrell Owens doing it is awesome. Versus him doing it is just scummy. Terrell Owens did it and then played the villain. Like Terrell Owens, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. tries to play both sides. Let's he does. go. And then Kyrie goes and does that and then don't plays fool the me or you're racist. For me, for me, don't dislike me or that's racist. And then on the other hand, is doing that type of shit, like slandering the city, doing all that. Like if Terrell Owens had a problem with Boston. Trell would be like, fuck you guys, you're all fucking losers, and then he'd take a piss on the logo, and I'd be like, you're a dick, but god damn it, god damn it, I like you for it. But he just doesn't have that, like, he wants to be everyone's favorite player, while also, like, shitting, Ugh, I just don't like him. So, okay, we don't have any news on Julio, so we don't have to talk about that, still waiting on Julio that. Patriots. Thought it would have come down today. Uh, I heard that it was today or yesterday, but we're still waiting. I don't think we have any more topics, do we? So we can move on to list, guys. Everybody cool with that? Yep. Yeah. 
All right, list, guys. Suggested by me this time. Couldn't really think of one. Came up with an easy one for the boys. A nice layup because we had a thick show. Um, superheroes. Superheroes, your top five favorite superheroes ranked on whatever you want it to be. Coolness, uh, creativity, um, power, whatever you want, man. Uh, rate them how you want. Uh, I'll start off. I'm going number five, Star-Lord. And this is shout-out to Tucker for making me watch Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I'm going with Star-Lord here. Specifically only because I like, uh, what the hell is the guy? Chris, uh, Pratt. 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 I almost said Chris Pine. Chris Pratt. I think he does a great job in the Chris role. Chris Collinsworth. He's one of the funnier, uh, superheroes. Love him in Endgame. Just love the way, I almost put Drax here, because I like Drax's sense of humor more, but I think that Star-Lord is, you know, he's the leader of the Guardians of the Galaxy. He's got Gamora going. Um, you know, and he's, and you'll find there's a, there's some, 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 you know, I like superheroes that aren't like, oh, you ate a magic crystal, so you now you are unbelievably powerful. He's just a guy from Michigan, I think. Where the hell is he from? Correct. You didn't watch Guardians of the Galaxy. Indiana? So I take it. I did. You didn't watch. I just okay. forgot. He, he's half God. Oh, he is half God. I forgot. <laughs> okay. He's, never mind. He is half God. But he doesn't, like, have, like, crazy powers. He just kind of flies around and shoots at stuff. Oh, he did when he realized them. And, okay, yeah. well, he used them in the movie for ten minutes, but in the first movie he doesn't use them, and in Endgame and uh, Infinity War he doesn't use that. He just flies around and shoots stuff and quits. Yeah. So, big big fan of Star-Lord. He's coming to my number five. Uh, Cam, number five. So my list is crazy. It's wonky. I got crazy ones on here. Number five, I'm going Alan Rails. Now, I think Ooh. Trey's probably the only one that knows Alan Rails. He's from Rick and Morty. He's a member of the Vindicators. Oh. And he, his superpower is he blows his whistle and summons a ghost train. The train guy. <laughs> this guy. You don't like uh, Millions of Ants, man? I almost did Million Ants, but I I just think Alan Rails is a cooler, cooler power. Um, the creators of this show are all over the map. Um, <laughs> Alan Rails blows whistle, summons a ghost train, and just wipes anyone out. Um, also, uh, don't like Million Ants because he's a cuck. He Million Ants is a cuck. Did, he did take Alan Rails' uh, girl. No, wait, that makes Alan Rails a cuck. Yeah, he's a whatever the other opposite a is. Fornicator. Yeah, that. Adults. Um, good guy. Super dies. Gets eat. A million ants flies into his mouth and just explodes him from the inside. Uh, Alan Rails. Bill, you need to watch Rick and Morty. You'd like it. Uh, Tuck, number five. Yeah, so mine's exclusively Marvel. And, um... Bad move. I, I just love my Marvel. But, um... It hurt to keep Starlord off the list. He's my number six on my list. I literally had six people, and I had to cut it down. But uh, number five, I had Deadpool. People, like, slept on Deadpool. Deadpool was one of the funniest movies I've watched. I mean, I love Ryan Reynolds. I think every guy our age loves Ryan Reynolds. He's just, like, I don't know. I think he's hilarious. Deadpool 1, like, kind of changed superhero movies. It was just, like... So different than anything. I remember the advertising campaign for it was one of like the weirdest things I've ever seen. But uh, yeah, I mean, how can you not like him? He's basically invincible, can do whatever he wants, and then got a great sense of humor on top of it. 
So Deadpool at five. So I don't understand how he is in the Marvel Universe yet he didn't show up in Avengers. Why wouldn't that? That would have been an amazing Not cameo. To um, that part of the Marvel Universe yet. Just like the X-Men are part of the Marvel Universe, but they weren't in this. So he's been in like seven. He had X-Men. He's just in the X-Men's universe. The yeah, X-Men are whack, been, by the way. Yeah, yeah, no, I have nothing. If anyone has list. X-Men on their list, shame on you. Bill, uh, number five. Bill's number five, and I have Wolverine. <laughs> the thing. Oh, he's Fantastic Four. Uh, number five for me, Captain America. Uh, oh, that should have been my number five. I love America. It makes sense that I would like <laughs> Captain America. Um, it's got a nice shield, uses it well. It's got a nice star on it. Um, I, I'm a fan of the OG, uh, superheroes and I, I like, I like the new ones, but they don't have that like superhero feel to me as the, like, yeah. like, like Trey said, eat, eating the crystal, jumping in a vat of toxic waste. Like that's what a superhero is to me. So, um, I'm going with Captain America. It was made by the U S government. Nothing's greater than the U S government. So Captain America number five. Such a good take. I, I wish I had him on my list. I don't have him on my list, I'll tell you right now. Wow. Actually, pretty, honestly, actually, pretty un-American. Actually, pretty un-American. My, number four, my number four is going to be Captain America. Hell yeah. Was Iron Man? He just got bounced. Iron Man just got bounced. Um, so I haven't seen – the reason I had Iron Man on there was because, like, respect Tony Stark, liked him in, in all the movies I saw. Never watched one Iron Man movie. Couldn't give a crap about his powers. Like, he needs he's just writ, like Like, he just – I, I respect the fact that he's just rich and decided to be a superhero, but, like, I don't get the thing in his chest. Like, I don't get any of that stuff, but I was going to give him props for performing there's, the Avengers. There's a reason for all of that. I understand, but yeah. I guess I give You him. understand not watching the movies and you not understanding his character are interconnected, right? I'm going to give his props for performing the Avengers, but Captain America's coming in number four for me because, like Dylan said, U.S. government, he's a World War II hero. He was frozen in ice, and... My nickname in high school baseball was Captain America. I had the little Captain America shirt. used to wear it. We put it on a bat, made a flag out of it, and waved it around during my at-bats. So Captain America, Steve Rogers, America's ass, he's getting uh, number number four for me. Uh, Cam? I also have a captain, but it's not Captain America. If it's Marvel, I'll kill you. It's Captain Underpants. <laughs> now, Captain <laughs> Underpants. An unbelievable list. <laughs> God damn it, when he has Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy at one, I'm going to leave my mind. I'm not, but no, I'm not going to do it. Um, Captain Underpants, one of the first, probably one of the only comics, comic book type things I ever read. Um, read them as a kid, I feel like Dylan probably read them all too. Um, and I just think that's that's unreal. What, what they did with this book, and they made 12 of them. So I don't really remember it all, but it's a childhood nostalgia thing. And uh, it, it just used to be a, a book that I, I probably read four or five of them. Uh, one of those books that I, I read at night before bed, just, uh, like, you know, maybe my principal is going to turn into a superhero one day and run around his under, underpants. And, uh, yeah, I told you my list was crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. I've never read one of those movies. Dill, have you read those those books? I mean, books. Um, I think I, I remember one story from the book, um, and nothing's better than a fat guy running around in underwear. So I like that. 
Um, there's also a TV show, like a Nickelodeon's kids show about it. Um, check it out on Netflix. Um, so the one thing I do remember ca- about Captain Underpants is one thing. He got all Fs. Purposely needed Fs. So when he got his report card, he could change that F into an A. And I thought that is a legitimate move. He's like, he's like, he was oh ups- yeah, just make the one line. He was upset that he got a D because he was like, shit, I couldn't make that D into an A. Um, so I don't know. I like that about him. Uh, he's a good guy, Captain Underpants. Uh, Tuck, number four. Uh, number four, I got Iron Man. Um, although he did not form the Avengers or do any of things Trey said. He did form the Marvel Universe because there was nothing really. I mean, it was just Spider-Man and then nothing in Marvel until Cat until Iron Man was made. Like it was like such a big deal because Robert Actually, Hulk was the first movie in the yeah it wasn't big. Yes, congratulations, but it wasn't big. It didn't take off. They didn't even use the same actor Edward Norton in the actual. Marvel Cinematic Universe, because they all hated them. Um, but uh, Iron Man, like, they took Robert Downey Jr., I'm pretty sure he was, like, fresh out of rehab, and they found this, like, cocky piece of shit to, pl- cocky drug prick to play the cocky prick, and it was the best casting of all time. Like, maybe one of the best castings of a character ever. He just fits the role perfectly. And, I mean, how can you not love... Like, he's just, like... You hate him, but also love him at the same time. He's a perfect character. I, his standalone movies aren't great, besides the first one, but, I mean, in, like, all the group movies, he's awesome. Phil, uh, number four. Uh, number four for me, I'm going OG, Superman. Can jump a building in a single bound, flies around, also wears glasses, works at the office. Um, like, again, I'm an old school guy, I like my coffee black, I like my vanilla ice cream, I like Superman. Uh, Superman coming in at four, um, nothing's better than a guy in a cape. Like, now these new superheroes, they don't wear capes. I need, I need a guy with a cape. I need a guy with those tights, uh, big muscle guy, man of the people, Superman, number four. So number three for me is Superman, Dylan. Um, Superman coming in at number three, uh, he's an American icon. He is the superhero. When you think of superhero, you think of Superman. Also not mentioned by Dylan, um, the wonderful roller coaster of Six Flags, Superman. Great ride. Um, Bizarro. Probably the best. Yeah, Bizarro can suck one, but Superman lit. Um, maybe Bizarro will make my villains list. I don't know. But... Um, Superman, you know, I dressed up as him once for Halloween. Had a girl tell me it's the hottest I've ever looked. I'll take that. Did a little curly cue in the front, threw the glasses on. Looked like Clark, Clark Kent superhero Superman combo. The reasons he's sliding to number three for me, OP. It's just kind of boring. He can do everything. He has one weakness, and it's a rock from space. And he doesn't have any good villains like Lex Luthor. Couldn't tell you one thing about Lex Luthor other than he's bald. Um... He's just a little too OP for me. You know, these Batman vs. Superman movies, I don't know how Batman would stand a goddamn chance unless he had Kryptonite yeah, armor. Yeah, he's super OP and then loses to, like, just, like, dudes. Humans. <laughs> so, he's also an alien, which is kind of, eh, don't love the fact that he's an alien. Um, um, but, I think Trumper. Yeah, I'm going with Superman number three. He's just a classic, you know, uh, beautiful superhero. 
Um, all right. Uh, Cam. Another one I don't think anyone's going to have on their list. I'm going Hancock. Now, wow. Hancock I like this one. was one of my favorite movies. I had it on DVD. I would watch it in my Toshiba Silver flat screen, dual VHS DVD player, TV 30 inch in my room all the time, and I just thought this is a great movie. This dude, the opening scene is just him drunk on the park bench, all of a sudden shoots up into the air, takes out a plane or whatever he did, and just wreaks havoc and causes billions of dollars to an entire city, and it's just a drunk Will Smith kind of flying around. Um, so, I don't know, it's one of the other things, it's just, it's kind of a nostalgia thing, I, I grew up watching the movie, and it was, I don't know what his powers were exactly, he just couldn't, he, he, he was just super strong, could jump high, fly, also, when he shoves the prisoner's head up another pr- pr- uh, prisoner's butt, one of the craziest things I've ever seen in the movie. Uh, don't know how that happened. Don't want to think about it. But Hancock is a crazy superhero. I love. Him. Uh, yeah, so I'll pick him. Your list is nuts. Uh, Tuck three. Uh, yeah, I just want to go over something Dylan said with his three about capes. You ever watch The Incredibles, Dylan? Oh yeah. No capes. No capes. No capes. Why would they be on my list? Why did I not put Mr. Incredible on my list? I'm gonna shoot myself. <laughs> Holy shit. Damn it. No capes, Dylan. No capes. Everyone knows that. Classic superhero. I hate my list. I've decided I hate my list. Wait, uh, that I, doesn't make any sense. They're not on my list, so why does it matter? Because in The Incredibles, they go over the fact that Edna goes over the fact that you're not supposed to have capes. Yeah, but... Because that's not... having a cape can get you killed. Bruh, Superman wears a cape. He's a legend. Why would I need a cape? Why would I not want a cape? I'm a I want to replace my number five with Dash. Nope, too late. All right, fair. Go ahead, Tuck. Number three. Uh, number three, I have Thor. I love Thor. I mean, I think he was one of the best characters. Um, he just always cracked me up. I love, I love Chris Hemsworth as an actor. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, how can you not love him? He's got the hammer, and then he's got the axe thing after the hammer. And, I mean, I think him and his brother are so cool. So, yeah, his brother's going to be high up on my villains list. So Thor, Thor bothers me because he's a god, but he's not actually a god. Like, he is, that bothers he's a full me. On, what do you mean he's not actually a god? He's Isn't like, he just technically, like, an interdimensional being? He's not, like, actually god. He's not, like, he no, could be killed, he, right? Yeah. God so he's not a god. Killed. Yeah, he's not a god. Our Lord and Savior, I mean, God, cannot be killed. Jesus Christ could be killed. Came back to life. Hey, how are you? Um, okay, Dill, three. Um, I don't know if Jesus came back to life. He rose from the dead, but... Yeah, can't, what, what's the difference between coming back from the life and rising, raising from the well, dead? He's, what is the he's not walking on earth. No, he doesn't want to. He's chilling in heaven. Yeah. I wouldn't walk on earth right, if I had full access. If you're the VIP, if you're the dude in heaven, you're probably going to show there. No? Probably. I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's just a weird statement. Okay. Um, number three for me, Tucker already said it, Iron Man is me. 
Um, Iron Man does not have a cape, but he does also doesn't need a cape. Um, he's got his super crazy suit, his fancy heart thing in his chest, keeps him alive. Um, I like the, I like the bad side of, of Iron Man. I think, I think it's a character that you can get, uh, you can dive deep into. I liked all the movies, you know, I'm not a huge superhero guy, but I watched all Iron Man movies and I like them. So, um, I don't know. Um, the way he flies around, figures stuff out, he's a smart guy. Um, so Iron Man's number three for me. Um, I'm surprised nobody said him already because I feel like he would have popped up. Or besides Tucker, I kind of said him. Um, okay, number two for me is an easy one. It's Spider Man. I was a Spider Man kid growing up. Had a Spider Man birthday. Wore the costume. Ran around and everything. Um, just love Peter Parker. Kind of the quippy college student like. I, I know in the new movies he's a high school student. I do love the new movies, the the, the uh, Marvel movies. Um, but I mean, to me, Spider Man is always going to be Tobey Maguire. Pizza Time. Um, Mary Jane's <laughs> always going to be Kirsten Dunst. Um, he's just he's just awesome. He's like your everyday like college kid trying to get through. You know, like he's a he's a he's taking pictures freelance to try to make money. Um, he's uh. You know, he's just kind of your everyman, and he defends New York, which is a real city. Uh, yeah, in the Avengers, you have the real cities, but you don't have that for Superman. Um, but he's kind of just the icon superhero for me. He's got a great ride in Universal, if you've ever been on it. Um, love everything about Spider-Man. Can't think of a negative about him, honestly, at all. Um, he could have easily been number one for me, so Spider-Man. Uh, Camp. Number two, <clears throat> going Perry the Platypus. Not a superhero. Not a superhero. He's a secret agent. All right. I was. I. I. I have a backup one because I figured you might shut that down. Um, I'll be a little more boring. I'm going Deadpool at two. Uh, oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. I. So I. I like superhero movies in general, and I saw Deadpool came out. I was like, who's Deadpool? This looks dumb. I. I went ahead and watched it. Unreal movie, hilarious, great soundtrack. Didn't know the history of Deadpool. Um, got cancer and just can't die from it. So that's insane. Um, not to mention Ryan Ryan Reynolds and just how funny he makes the movie. Um, there's really no other superhero movie like it. Like you said, changed the the superhero industry, and I'm pretty sure it's like one of the higher rated superhero movies too. Uh, I don't know. I just I just think Deadpool's awesome. Perry the Platypus and Deadpool at number two. Doc? Uh, yeah, at number two, I have... Oh, I have Spider-Man as well. Spider-Man's one of my favorite. I mean, I think every trilogy was good. I think they were all like... I mean, I didn't dislike Tobey Maguire. I didn't dislike Andrew Garfield. I didn't dislike Tom Holland, which is pretty I didn't like Andrew Garfield. I didn't like that, those movies. Really? Yeah, wasn't for me. Nah, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone? I kind of like that one. Wasn't for me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is like your classic. Like, this is the one I remember growing up. Like, being young and watching superhero movies, the first thing I'd be like, Spider-Man. I remember playing the Spider-Man video game as a kid. Like, Great I video everything. games and the new yep, one. Yep, I think awesome. I played it with you. Have yeah, you and the new, the new ones one? are good. Yeah. The new one's awesome. 
The new one's good, but I'm, I mean, this is like my nostalgia pick. Like, my childhood was Spider-Man. So this one's a good one for me. Solid pick. Uh, Dill. Uh, my n- number two, right? Yeah. Number two for me is tough because I go back and forth between the two. Um, I think I'm going to have to go Spider-Man as well. Um, just because... I don't know. It's a little cheesy for me, some of it. Um, I like my superheroes to have a little bit of grit. Um, Spider-Man is a classic, you know, superhero. Like I said, gets bit by a spider. Um, and I, I don't know. It's a, it's a great concept. I like the movies, too. Like Trey said, Pizza Time is one of the all-time lines in movie cinema, for sure. Um, uh, it... it it like Tuck said, it also brings you back to the child to your childhood, um, because just the movies are so bad. But as a kid, you're like, that was a, like that's a great friggin' movie. I love Spider Man, and then you watch it again, and you're like, this is not good. Tobey Maguire. Um, oh, I think they're all great. I love. Them. I, I mean, I like them too, but you the wa- third one's not great. You watch them, the and you're like, dude, awesome. really? <laughs> this is this is the type of talent they put on the screen. And they made this much money for it, um, but. Uh, I like him as a concept. Um, always an OG superhero. Put him as way above Superman, even though Superman is like the quintessential superhero. Um, so yeah, Spider-Man, number two. My number one, and I'm ashamed that he hasn't been mentioned yet because he is the best superhero by a mile. He will never move me off this take. It's Bruce Wayne. It's Batman. Guy's a legend. All right, so... Here's the thing. This dude gets orphaned as a kid, gets inherits a absolute boatload of money, could sit on his ass for the rest of life. No, decides to go become an actual ninja and then moves back to Gotham, the most iconic superhero city, by the way, Gotham, fights the most iconic villain, the Joker. Cam said he doesn't fight any real villains. You don't know enough about Batman. Listen, I've played all the Batman video games. I've looked into the lore. I've mentioned it on this podcast before. He fights real supervillains. He fights Killer Croc, who is like a 10-foot crocodilian man hybrid. He's a supervillain. He fights Two-Face, who is a good guy gone bad, you know, psychopathic bank robber supervillain. He's got all the gadgets. He's got the best sidekicks. Robin, the only sidekick you think of when you think of a sidekick. Alfred, the legend, Oracle. I bet you guys don't even know who Oracle is. Uh, he's got Gordon working with him in the streets. Um, he's legit, dude. He's just the best. Like, Bruce Wayne is almost as iconic. His older ego is almost as iconic as the hero himself. I love everything Batman. Um, the Dark Knight movies, maybe the best. Though, yep, they are the best superhero movies ever made because they're based in realism. Like uh, Dill says, Based in realism, you know, there's no Superman flying in from outside. Like, it's just him fighting terrorists. Um, you're saying jo- Poison Ivy is not a real villain. She can kill anybody with a kiss. That is a villain thing. Um, Catwoman also, kind of a villain. Not really. Kind of a love interest. Um, Bruce Wayne just going around getting gr- different girls every night. I mean, he's iconic. He is it. Another great roller coaster, Batman. Um, Batman's my easy number one. I will never move off it. Cam, number one. Wait, I want to bring up some stuff. So, uh, some of Batman's biggest villains, from what we know, uh, Penguin, just some short, weird guy. 
No real superpower. Just Lots of money, though. Raised. That's what Bat has. Lots of money, so he can match okay. the money by mercenaries. Ooh. The Joker. Some crazy dude with uh, Homicidal murderer. murderer. Crazy dude with face pain. No. It's just gritty and dark. It's not your foo-foo nah, lame. Nah. Look, look at me. I'm a superhero. Nah, I'm wearing tights and running around um, fighting aliens. There is no. Another just weird guy that Iconic. likes to tell Riddle with no superpowers. Iconic. And for former district attorney turned crime lord. They're all iconic. They're all awesome. They're gritty. They're dark. They're based in, like, they're more real than some flying uh, guy that comes in from outer space. Oh, but say, no, no, I agree with that. But don't be like, he fights real superheroes, even though, like, all he of He does fight biggest, real supervillains. They are but all of his biggest, like, villains he has are just the like, best vi- name. Name Iron Man's, like, biggest villain from his comics. You can't. Uh, Big Thor's biggest villain from his comics. You can't. Well, listen, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll segue into my number one, who I can name the most villains of. Number one, easy pick, Spider-Man. Um, <clears throat> couple of reasons. One, movies, unreal. I will give he you He also that. has good villains. I'll give you that. He has good villains as well. Batman, Batman, best trilogy cinematically and, like, story-wise. I'll give you that most iconic and like nostalgic spider-man peter parker i've watched all three of the original ones at least 15 times each um the second one's not as good still seen two three times oh the second one's better than the third one no the second like set within oh with the second trilogy got you yeah um and then the video game spider-man one where the whole the cover was just his eye um Probably my favorite video game of all times. To this day, I have it for Xbox still in my apartment. Mm. Be, just in case I get an Xbox one day, I will play it and beat it in one day. Um, mm. Spider-Man also. The ride. The ride at Universal. Ride. I, heard, I heard it's going away. Great ride. Oh, really? Um, That's a shame. Yeah. So you got Electro. You got uh, uh, um, Rhino. Dr. Octopus. Rhino. Vulture. Goblin. Um, uh, Green Goblin, Hobgoblin. Who's the guy in uh, that does the water? Sandman. Sandman, Venom, what Carnage. He's got a lot villain. of good villains. Three villains. Um, anyway, I, I think Spider-Man's a no-brainer, and my whole list was pretty crazy, but I had to get real for one second. Uh, Spider-Man. Talk number one. Uh, yeah, number one, I have Captain America. Captain America is and always will be my favorite superhero. He just represents everything I fucking love. He represents America. He represents everything that's good. I mean, how can you not love Captain America? He's the best superhero. Like, I just, I will enjoy him. You know what? He did, you know who he fought, Trey? He didn't fight superheroes. He fought Nazis. Nazis. What's cooler yeah, than fighting like flying Nazis? Aliens there's the there's nothing cooler than fighting Nazis. Beating the shit out of Nazis? I'm sorry. What? Oh, wow. He saved Gotham. He saved... He won World War Two. He won World War Two. I'd prefer that, to be honest. And, oh, great. Gotham, the crazy clown guy, didn't take Gotham over. Or, wow, the Holocaust didn't continue. I don't know. That's just my priority. Maybe we just maybe we just have different maybe we just have different priorities, but those are mine. 
Dale, number one. <laughs> number one for me, Trey, as well. Batman. Um, you. Like you said, I love the grit. I love the city. I love the storyline. I, I like the darkness of it. It's a, it, it's a twist on superhero. Um, it's not all fluffy, like you said. Um, and I think that's what turns me away from Spider-Man just a little bit. Is, is Spider-Man's... It, it's... It's a little more kitty, I guess, than the grittiness of Batman. That's what I like about Batman. Um, the gadgets, the money, the storyline of the whole thing, um, I think is just more entertaining to me. Um, so I also like the video games are tremendous. Um, I so, really yeah, like the movies. I, I sat on Cam's couch and watched... Uh, Dark Knight for the first time. And Don't remember it. Watched every single second knew entirely what was happening. Um, didn't have to rewatch it or anything. Um, the villains, like you said, I think those are legit villains because, like you said, it's it it's it's a fictional world, but it has lots of realism inside the world, and that's what I think is at least a little bit more engaging to me. Because that's what always turned me off on superhero movies. Just like it's like it's just way too out there, um, and I and I like I can get into the Batman world because you know it's not this world. Like like Spider Man is in Manhattan. You're like, all right, well, obviously there's not going to be guys swinging from a whip, but like you're in Gotham. Like Gotham has its own like types of rules, and then uh, the storyline fits with that world. So that's what I like about Batman. He's Definitely my number one, and I think you'll stay there for a long time. Cam, no kick-ass on your list, huh? Never seen it. Oh, it's a good movie. You should watch it. Um, okay, movie, quickly. Uh, Doolittle. Who watched it? I did. I did. Dylan? I did. Yeah. Cameron? Cameron, did you watch? No, no absolutely not. I refuse. All, All right. right. Uh, Tucker, your movie. Go ahead. Yeah, see, I have this, my superpower is I can watch terrible movies and genuinely enjoy it. So I enjoyed this. I mean, it's got some lines. It's got a crazy... Did you look up the cast of this movie? I know who they were when I heard them. Everyone's in it. Uh, Like, there's like, every, like, oh, there's like probably around ten different... You know Selena Gomez is in it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, there's ten superstars in this movie. Like, A-listers. I mean, it's just crazy that they spend so much money on such a bad movie. But I enjoy it. I don't know. It's fun for me. Now, you said this was a terrible movie and that you hated it. Yeah, no, terrible movie, hate it, but I enjoy it. What's the score? Oh, like a (laughs) 4-3. Okay, so um, I was bored at work, and I decided to put it on in the background. and um, I didn't like this movie at all. It's... uh, it's like I like kids movies it's very clearly a kids movie I like kids movies if they're done well this was just boring it jumped around from place to place like they're in his they're in his sanctuary then they're at Buckingham Palace then they're in the ocean then they're uh, at the castle with Antonio Banderas and then they're back in the ocean again and they make it to the island and then they're back just in time to save the queen Uh, didn't do it for me the animals you know CGI didn't feel any connection with them the old Doctor Doolittle's with Eddie Murphy, like I like those movies. Those are good movies. This was too out there for me. He can just speak dragon all of a sudden. 
Also, big problem with the animals speaking, like, he has to speak each of their languages to them. So when he's talking to the bear, he has to speak bear. When he's talking to the chimp, he has to speak chimp. Like, he's speaking all these different languages. But then when the animals are talking to each other, they can all understand each other. Makes no sense. Massive plot holes. Robert Downey Jr. mailed it in for an easy paycheck. Can't say I blame him. Um, didn't think the kids were memorable. Didn't think the villain was memorable. Uh, it's going to get a 2.8 for me. Not my movie at all. Phil? Now, I like the old Dr. Doolittles, like you said, with Eddie Murphy. Um, I was expecting this to be about the same. It was not at all. Um, uh-uh. Like you said, it was all over the place. The CGI didn't do it for me. I thought the um, the Dr. Doolittle from back in the day, like you could relate more to those animals for sure. Um, and the story did jump all over the place. Like the one time, like they were... At Buckingham Palace, and they're in the boat. Then things got over. They got attacked by a tiger or a whale, sorry. And then like, I I don't know. It just like you said, it was a kids movie, and I couldn't get engaged into it like you know I would some other movie that you know has kid elements, but just like it it wasn't this. And I feel like if I was a kid, I probably wouldn't even like it as a kid. It just was boring. I don't think so either. <laughs> I don't think so either. Score. Uh-huh. Score for me, um, uh, man, I like, uh, um, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I like Robert Downey Jr., and I thought he was all right, um, so I'll give it, like, a, a three, six. I couldn't understand one word he said in that Scottish accent, too. That was, like, way off course. Uh, Cam, your movie. Wait, it's mine already? I thought I just gave, didn't I just give one? Oh, uh, wait, no, yeah, I messed up the order. Uh, Dylan, your movie. Um, I gotta, I gotta try to find one here real quick, hold on. I completely forgot that it was mine. Uh, I can go if you want me to. I went early last week, too. Um, you know, I'm just gonna go to top ten U.S. today. Let's see what we got. Um. Uh, Shit. How about uh, DreamWorks, number four, top ten U.S. today on Netflix, movie called Home. Oh, all right. Home it is, starring Rihanna. Fun yeah, fact. let's get after starring it. Starring Rihanna. All right, that's Wasted Takes, episode 74 of the Jake DeBrusque episode. Uh, hit us up on socials, check out our polls. Thanks for getting wasted with us, and we'll see you next week. See you. Bye.